the Spirit of God just to speak to us and give us uh, uh, what we need today. Um, I um, I got one more message uh, in a in a series I've been preaching. I preached two concerning about uh, uh, developing a mission-minded church, uh, and uh, I've got one more in that series. But we're not going to uh, deliver it this morning. Um, we have studied and. Uh, I've got um, something on our heart that we want to share with you dealing with today being Pentecost Sunday. So, uh, and we will get back to the third and final installment of that uh, series of three that we, um, that we have been working on. We're going to go back to the beginning as far as the church goes. And that's Acts chapter 2. And we're going to uh, read verses 1 through 4 as our text. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, reading down to verse 4. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His Word, and let us pray. Fathers, we come to You right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank You, God, for uh, the presence, God, that we, have, that we feel in our midst today. We thank You, God, for those that are here. And I'm asking now for the next few minutes, God, that You will speak to us and touch us to be able to deliver a message that you put upon our heart to this congregation of people today, that when all is said and all is done and everybody leaves here today, that there will not be one go out who's not been touched by your power and grace. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of that that we read, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. I want to speak to you for the next few minutes on the subject title, Let the Wind Blow Again. Look at your neighbor and say, Let the Wind Blow Again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And wives, you can turn to your husband and tell them, say, Keep that hot air to yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let the wind blow again. <laughs> Today on this Sunday, which has already been mentioned uh, several times, uh, various denominations, not just apostolic or Pentecostal, but various denominations, are celebrating a day in history which is recognized as the birthday of the church. Now, I'm referring to, of course, the day of Pentecost which was originally a feast day for the Jews, which took place, uh, uh, took place each year 50 days after uh, the Passover celebration. It was a very big event as Jews from around the world would come home to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Pentecost. There were Jews that lived in other nations, and because they lived in other nations, they spoke the language of that nation they lived in. But every year at Pentecost, they would come back home. 
gathers together for the celebration of the Feast of Pentecost. And Jerusalem will be packed full with people, Jewish people from all over the world, various countries. Now, in the year 33 A.D., something took place on that particular Pentecost which would forever change the course of events in history. Somewhere in an upper room in Jerusalem, a small group of men and women, about the number of 120, were assembled together in prayer and worship to God. Ten days had passed as Jesus had visibly risen up into heaven and instructed them to go back to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. So there they had faithfully waited in prayer when suddenly, somebody say suddenly, hallelujah, a sound came from the sky which sounded like a hurricane wind. And it came into the room where they were all gathered together. The next thing which happened was a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God which took the shape of tongues of fire, which divided and began to dance, as it were, over the head, visibly dance, over the heads of every one, all 120 in that upper room. As they each were filled with that Spirit, they all began to speak in different languages, which were foreign to each of them, languages which they had never been taught or known. It was during this mighty occurrence that the church of Jesus Christ was born, and the world has never been the same. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today, as we look back on that great event in our history, we should also look ahead to the soon return of our Lord and Savior to this earth and understand that just as the first church needed the wind of Pentecost to blow on them in order to begin the work that God had gave them to do, just in the same way, we need that same wind to blow on us on this last day, church, that we might get the power, the glory, and strength to finish the work that the first church started, Brother Dallas. Because I got news for you, sweetheart. You ain't going to do it by yourself. I'm not going to do it by myself. I, I need the wind, and you need the wind. I can't survive without the wind, and you can't survive without the wind. You're wasting everybody's time trying to run out here and doing something on your own. Hallelujah. I might get, I might get down here tight today. Hallelujah. But the church... And I'm not, I'm not going to talk about any other time, like, but I'm going to talk about us, those of us who, who claim to have it just like they got it. Hallelujah. We got too many Pentecostals trying to do too much stuff without the wind blowing in their eye. Hallelujah. We got too many Sunday school teachers going to church every Sunday trying to teach a Sunday school class until they first get on their knees somewhere and allow the wind to blow on their life. We got too many musicians playing on stages that don't like the wind in their life. Hallelujah. We got singers singing that ain't got the wind. And that's why we're just going around in circles, spinning our wheels, not going nowhere, because we're trying to do it without the wind. 
let me uh, let me explain something to you. A lot of folks think because they can look back on the date. Oh, I remember the night I knelt at that altar right there, or I knelt at that altar, or I was standing against the wall over here, and I got the Holy Ghost. So that means I got the wind. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Just because you got it in you, how do you don't mean you're letting it affect you and take over? You got to let that wind begin to blow. Hallelujah. The early church had to have it to get the work started. The last day church has got to have it to finish the work. Hallelujah. We got to have the wind. And so I am crying out in my heart and in my spirit today, God, let the wind blow again. I would like to see people get so hungry for souls to be saved and for people to once again fill the altars seeking for the Holy Ghost and being baptized, amen, in the Spirit that we'll forget about, amen, eating and we'll forget about doing this and we'll go back to having the old time tearing services like the Pentecostals began this thing with, crying tears down, pouring out God and let the wind blow again. Let the wind blow again. Let the wind blow again. I got some people in Pentecostal churches who've never even felt the wind blow. My Lord, we need to feel the wind. Hallelujah. There are a couple things. I want to share with you, and I'm not going to be holding you long, but I hope and pray to God. God, let me touch people's hearts today. I don't want this just to be another Sunday sermon. Hallelujah. I don't want this to get up here and just talk a little bit and jump up and down and act like a crazy man. And then we all leave here the same way we came. You remember the message Pastor preached several months ago that we should never leave the way we came? Hallelujah. And a lot of you people sit out there and hollered, Amen. When I preach that message, you're doing that. You're coming in one way and you're leaving out the same way. We should never come to the house of God and leave the same way we came. We're too lazy. We don't want to do what it takes to let the wind blow. We don't want to get our suits wrinkled, our hair messed up. We don't want to get the sweat none. Because sometimes it takes all of that to get the wind blowing. But we need the wind. We need the wind. We need the wind of Pentecost. Why do we need it? Number one, the wind produces life. I said the wind produces life. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, in the seventh verse, God with His own hand reached down on this earth and He began to take the clay of the earth and he began to mold it and shape it. And he created a human being. Genesis 2 and 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Hallelujah. God has a divine reason for everything he does and everything He speaks. That's why we should never add to or take from nothing in this book. Because 
I believe that even every, every period has got its place in here. We had on the sign a few weeks ago that never put, never put a question mark where God's put a period. Hallelujah. God has a reason. He has a divine reason for everything that He speaks and everything He does. When He used the sound of wind to issue in the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, why do you think He did that? Why did, why did God do the things He did when the Holy Ghost fell? Why did He use the sound of wind and wind coming into the room? What was, God has a divine... He don't do nothing by happenstance. Hallelujah. He's got a, he planned out things. He planned your life out long before you ever thought about. And you think you're running around there doing your thing, but you actually, amen, you, you're following what, God's, what God has planned for you. Hallelujah. If you, you know, if you're your child. Why did God use that wind on Pentecost? It was because wind symbolizes life in the Word of God. When God created man, in the very beginning, He breathed unto him the breath of life. Hallelujah. And we just read that there in Genesis. He breathed into man the breath of life. There was a body lying on the ground. But until God breathed, or God blew, if you will, wind into him, there was no life present. He created Adam. And that perfectly formed human being with everything that he needed to function was laying there. But until God blew into him, he was just another hunk of clay. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere with this. Follow me. Hallelujah. There was no life until God blew into him. The Greek meaning for the word breath if you look it up, if you look up the word breath in the Greek, if you got a Strong's, you'll find it means a breeze or wind. That's what breath meant in the Greek wording. A breeze or wind. Today, it is the breath of God blowing in us and on us which gives us life. We're, we don't have life unless the breath of God is being breathed on us. That wind is the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Without it, you're dead, lifeless, and unable to think, move, feel, or experience anything. Adam couldn't think laying there. He couldn't feel. He couldn't experience nothing. There was nothing Nothing for him until God breathed in him. And I'm going to tell you what, we can't, we can't experience nothing today. We can't, we can't feel nothing. We can't think. We can't, we can't function without the breath of life within us. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes that the dead know nothing. You ever wonder, you, you ever wonder, I've heard, I've heard Christian people talk about maybe some family member who's lost or some person they work to, and, and, and they'll come. Sometimes you hear people make, make statements in, in, in their testimony and say, I just can't figure out, amen, why they don't know better than that. The Bible said the dead don't know nothing. They don't have the Spirit of God, so they don't know nothing. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't have the Spirit of God, you don't know anything either. 
that you didn't know nothing. Everything that we all have here this morning, everybody here this morning in this room, everything that we all have is because of life. Hallelujah. Everything that you have is because of the life that you I'm talking about naturally now. If you don't have life in your body right now, you don't have nothing. Hallelujah. You're not going to be sitting upright on that pew. Amen. You're not, uh, you're not going to be inhaling and exhaling. Hallelujah. You're not, you, you're not going to be moving around. Hallelujah. Without life, you don't have nothing. Everybody out there in every, in every cemetery for, uh, uh, from Maine to California and around the world and all those who are laying down in the bottom of the ocean, none of those folks have anything. Everything that we have is because of life. It's because of life. Those of us who have experienced the wind knows the importance of keeping the wind blowing because when the wind stops... Life stops. Do you hear me, somebody? When the wind of God stops blowing on you and in you, then life stops. Without the wind, you have nothing. You have no life. That's what Jesus meant by, in me, you're going to have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. So the wind produces life. Without the wind... There is no life. The wind produces life. Now, also, the second part that I want to talk about is that the wind purifies the atmosphere around us, both spiritually and naturally. The wind does a part in purifying the atmosphere around us, the air that we breathe. I want to give you an illustration. If you've ever approached the city of Nashville from the north side, I'm talking about coming down like from 65 north, and after you come around that, that, that curve up there and you begin to head down like you're going down towards Trinity Lane, you can look ahead and you can see the Nashville skyline, the skyscrapers and, and the all, all the buildings there. And if you've ever approached the city... On uh, Nashville on some uh, hot, dry summer day when there's been no wind or breeze blowing of any kind for days, the smog, dust, and other city pollution that hangs over the city is going to be in such a way that you can hardly even see the skyline. I've topped that ridge headed down, amen, uh, uh, towards Trinity Lane, and the smog and, and, and the haze and all that, where uh, the heat and the dust and the pollution and all of that, because, man, well, it was in a, maybe in the dog days of summer and there ain't been even much as a breeze blowing for days. It just causes all that stuff just to kind of hang around. There's, you can't hardly see nothing. Everything is just a, just a haze. Hallelujah. But when finally a good strong breeze begins to blow, it won't be long until the sky is clear and you can see the skyscrapers in the city once again. 
Hallelujah. But it takes that wind, that the wind and the breeze that surround this planet. Hallelujah. Does its part in helping, amen, keeping pollution cleared out of the way. Hallelujah. Sometimes, look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's fixing to preach on us. Hallelujah. Sometimes, church folk begin to allow impurities and spiritual pollution to hover over their head in their lives. Hallelujah. They begin to develop spiritual allergies. A lot of you folks around here, you, you have problems with, with allergies naturally. I mean, and, you know, it can be a rough thing. But I'm talking about people beginning to develop spiritual allergies and have trouble breathing in the Spirit. People in the church who begin to let all this hazy stuff of the world, no matter what it is, begin to fog out and bring fog in, they, they, they begin to have problems, you see. Hallelujah. They develop spiritual allergies and they have trouble breathing in the Spirit. Church services for them becomes lifeless and cold. Hello, somebody. Because of spiritual smog and fog in their lives, they can't see clearly. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They begin, they begin to overlook truths which are found in God's Word. It's not the fact that it's not there, but they can't. I'm talking about church folks now, but they can't, they can't see the truth of God's Word and what His doctrine says and how we should live, walk, and be, and be a light and be a wood. We can't see it because there's too much fog in our life, too much pollution. Hallelujah. We can't see, amen, the truths that are found in God's Word. The minister pours out his heart attempting to revive them <laughs> by performing spiritual CPR. Come on now. But all of this is hopeless unless everybody who gets in that kind of shape, it's all hopeless unless they can get a good gust of wind. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm beginning to feel something now. Get a good gust of wind to blow across their dry, crusted, and cracked, cracked up heart. Hallelujah. God, let the wind blow again. God, let the wind blow again. Get this pollution out of my life. Oh, all these problems that I have to deal with on the job and in the family and finances and all this stuff. God, I'm allowed, Lord, pollution. Why? Why and how has the pollution got there? Because I allowed the wind to quit blowing in my life. I quit being as hungry for God. It seems like it seems like everybody in the church goes through a cycle. For a little while, we'll get stirred up because we're feeling a little bit of the breeze of the Holy Ghost. You can tell when somebody's feeling the breeze of the Holy Ghost 
when they come to the house of God, they'll come and they'll find them a prayer closet somewhere and they'll pray for a few minutes. Amen. They are thinking spiritually. They're feeling spiritually. They want a mighty move of God. But then they go through that cycle that after a while the breeze quits blowing on them. They're not feeling no wind. All that pollution begins to settle around them. And it's going, it, it, that, that stuff will be with everybody. That's why Paul said, I die daily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, you've got to keep the wind blowing to keep all that stuff blowing out of your life. You're going to be fogged up and choked up and coughing, doing all kind of stuff because you can't breathe good because you don't allow the wind to blow in your life every day. It ain't just a Sunday morning thing. It ain't just a Sunday night thing. we got to have the breeze of God, the breath of God, breathing in our life. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. You'll be surprised how much better that old job you have to go to, amen, is when you let the breeze of God breathe on you every day. Hallelujah. How is that? Well, I don't think it's because that you're going to have less trouble because Jesus already said in the world you're going to have persecution. Hallelujah. That means on your job. That means in your home. Your family, that means everywhere. In the world, you're going to have. It's going to always be there. But the difference is when you got the breeze blowing on you and through you and in you, you don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. The boss is on my back. Hallelujah. Amen. This one's trying to run around me and amen and make me look bad. Or oh, but I can feel that breeze. It don't matter. Hallelujah. It's amazing. It's Hey, it's kind of like some guy who likes to drink when he gets about two sheets in the wind. He don't care for nothing. Now, don't look there all sanctified and holy like you don't know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I know we got some people in here that's met Mr. Jack Daniel at times in their life. Hallelujah. Old Jack. Well... Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know we got some we get, we, and we got some probably here that's experienced that old green, green grass of home, but I ain't talking about the kind of song they sung at the Grand Ole Opry. The amazing thing about it is the problems are still there. They just ain't thinking about them. They don't care about it. Hallelujah. When you got the breeze of the Holy Ghost blowing in your life, you ain't gonna let that stuff get you down. Hallelujah. You're on you're on a high. Hallelujah. There's just something about having that breeze blow on you. You know that your father's gonna take take care of it all. You don't know how, but you know it's gonna it's gonna work out. Hallelujah. You know God said He's gonna take care of you. Hallelujah. You got the breeze blowing. Hallelujah. God, let me feel that breeze every day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine where, uh, um, where in his excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. You know that scripture's in the Bible? Hallelujah. That means God desires to have a church full of drunks. Brother Dallas said, I knew there was going to be trouble. When Pastor come in, I seen him in that suit this morning. 
He said, I knew we were in for trouble. Hallelujah. And since I, and since I look like Benny Hinn, I want to act like, get it, brother. Hallelujah. We need that wind. Hallelujah. You didn't, you didn't fall back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need the wind of the Holy Ghost every day in our life. Hallelujah. Now, we got some folks here can remember what it was like not to have air conditioning in the car especially. And a whole lot of those years when our three kids was growing up, we never did have a vehicle with air conditioning. And I'm going to tell you something. It was bad in the middle of August, temperature approaching 100 degrees, and we all dressed up in our suits of clothes, headed off to church, about to die, sweating like you would never believe. But I ain't about to let that window down because mask of wind gonna blow, mess my hair up. <laughs> Darling says, Sammy, don't let that window get down too hard. Or tomorrow here gonna blow. Out. I mean, oh, we're gonna get off. So we all go to church, just sweating like everything. Hallelujah. We don't we we don't we don't want our hair messed up, but we don't think about when we get to church, start lifting our hands. Everybody sees them spots. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. God says, I got too many people traveling the road of glory that's got their windows rolled up. They can't feel the wind because they don't want their hair messed up. Brother Joseph, it's time that we turn them, crank, turn them old cranks, let the wind window down some. I promise you the wind's blowing this morning, but there's some of you have been sitting here this morning with your window rolled up shut. Hallelujah. Because there's some of you didn't experience nothing what some of us was feeling a while ago right here in our worship. Why is it? Because your window's rolled up plumb to the top. You know, the wind's blowing. The wind's been blowing here this morning, Brother Darrell. But some folks have got the windows rolled up. There's no breeze coming through the car. Hallelujah. Let that window down. Roll the window down, but God said the wind is blowing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Roll the windows down. Let fresh air in your life. Let fresh air in your life. Glory to God. Don't be afraid of messing up your hair. Let the wind blow. Let the wind blow. Let the wind blow. Hallelujah. Three scriptures I'm going to quickly quote and I'm going to close. Pentecost. I don't know where in the world that modern day Pentecostals think we only get the baptism of the Holy Ghost one time, Brother Darrell. I don't know where some of us ever got that idea. Bless God, I got the Holy Ghost 40 years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, and I take a bath once a month while I need it or not. Hello. We talk about getting filled, but the Bible does not talk about being filled as a one-time thing. 
Acts 2 and 4, what we got read, read a few minutes ago, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. Again, in Acts chapter 4, verse 32, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, for they were assembled together, and they were all, what? Filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke the word of God with boldness. Again, Acts 13, verse 52, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. And I could go on and on and on giving you Scripture for over and over and over again. Not frosty morn, but the Holy Ghost. Holy God, hallelujah. Let the wind blow again. Come on, Brother Darrell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. These next few minutes before we say goodbye, hello, or whatever. Amen. I want some people on their feet with your hands lifted up. And I want you to, from your heart, talking to God and say, God, I want you to let that wind blow on me today. I, I want to feel that breeze. Glory to God, I want to make sure, God, any kind of pollution that might be hovering over me. God, I don't want to carry it out of here. I want that pollution blown away. Glory to God, I enjoy the wind. I need the wind. Hallelujah. As Brother Terrell sings, right before you're standing. Lord God, I want you to lift your hands and cry to God, let the wind blow again. Let it blow again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead.